welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Lynn. This episode is brought to you by Caliber Home Loans. Caliber is committed to educating military families about their VA loan benefits and bringing military families home. Get connected with them online by visiting Caliber at CaliberMilitaryLending.com. I'm super excited about today's guest. So today's guest is not only an amazing military spouse, a retired uh, military veteran, but also a personal friend of mine here in the Colorado Springs area and the creator of the Mill Housing Nation podcast logo, my friend, Loretta Welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank you, Lindsay, for inviting me. This is very special. <laughs> I'm excited about this episode because we're going to talk about some really important things. Um, and I actually want to get into what we were talking about earlier in our conversation before we hit the record button. And that's cybersecurity in the home and securing and, and how you're getting more involved with that and, and educating not only military families about what they can do, but the general public. So I'm excited. Yeah, you know, smart homes are here and they're only going to get smarter and they are no different from a small corporate network and as such, they need similar levels of planning and security and especially when considering growing trend of working from home. So that's kind of like why I decided to get involved with the cybersecurity world was, you know, our home was invaded a few months ago. You know, we have an alarm system and these thieves are getting smarter just like our homes are. So yes. yeah. Well, I'm excited to possibly explore, you know, what are some things that we could do, you know, um, to make sure that our home stays secure. But before we do that, let's talk about uh, how long have you been a military spouse and how many PCSs? And we can't, we can't forget when you served as well. So take us through that journey. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I've been a military spouse for only 11 years young and between the two of us, um, 23 moves. So I retired in 2000. Yeah. (laughs) So um, crazy. We, yeah, we, we, matter of fact, my husband was going through some of his military stuff that is still unpacked. (laughs) Um, That he was unpacking last night. He was looking for something and I'm like, you do not know how to pack up a house, do you? (laughs) Because he was trying to repack. And I'm like, you've had it done for you so many times. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, I well, so t- take us on that journey. Twenty three moves. Uh, <laughs> is that? In- <laughs> I'm in- I'm assuming that's including like before you you and Dale got married. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It does. Okay. Yeah. So that's gonna- be- that's between the two of us. Ah, got it. So, okay. I was like, holy yeah. cow! Like you guys were moving <laughs> like four months <laughs> every year. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well. Loretta, let's talk about some of the issues that you think are really impacting military families um, right now. I know in your in your questionnaire, you answered that you really believe it's communication. So talk to us about why you think communication is a big issue for our military families right now. Yeah. So when I um, was in the Air Force billions of years ago, you know, we used to have briefings and our families would go with us. And I think they still continue to encourage spouses to attend these briefings. Um, But I'm finding that that's not necessarily true. And everything is on the computer these days. So the, the spouse, the military member gets a checklist on the World Wide Web uh-huh. <laughs> and it tells them exactly what they need to do with, um, you know, the 
Gypso, um, the property management company now. You know, we don't, as an active duty member, we get so busy during that time period of one-way PCS that we don't, or we fail to forget get that the spouse probably needs to know that information as well. So I think a lot of the communication links that are um, provided to the active duty member is not getting to the spouse. And I feel that that's really hindering um, how, how the family needs to be connected together to do the move. Because let's be honest, we as spouses, we sit at home and we're the ones that are taking care of the household during a PCS move, right? I mean, they go and sign the paperwork, but at the end of the day, we need to know from, you know, the, a lot of, and a lot of the rules have changed with PCSing. Um, you know, they, they can't create things like they used to, um, you know, just simple things like that, that would, you know, the, it would be less frustrating on the family members if the communication got funneled down in a better way, I think. And I'm not blaming the active duty member. They, you know, it's a smaller military now, and so they're provided um, or uh, more um, responsibilities are pushed on them. So things fall to the wayside, right? Yeah. So I just I think that if the communication links were opened up a little bit better, and maybe um, more briefings, more I don't know. I, I just feel that the communication links have hindered our our moves, if you will. Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, military life is just a constant transition. Um, You know, we're constantly either in a state of PCS, um, a state of deployment, a state of retirement. I mean, I kind of feel like um, the whole career um, is, and I've been a military spouse for 11 years as well. And uh, just when I finally feel like things are settling down, it's like, nope, we're moving or nope, I'm going to DUI or nope, there's a deployment or <laughs> there's something going yeah. on. Um, and, and just speaking of transition and communication, um, if you don't mind, I'd love to, to kind of hear your viewpoint on recently transitioning into retirement um, with your spouse and, and providing insights there. Cause I know that's been um, a hot topic on the podcast. We've talked about it with a couple military spouses and how that journey can be difficult and, and hard. And Karina recently gone through that with her spouse um, and a bit of an identity crisis occurs um, once that kind of happens. So Loretta, from your perspective, how, how did that transition go? And, and what are some tips that you think you gleaned from going through that transition that you could offer to our listeners? Yeah. So our transition, um, and I'm not sure if a whole lot of people, I, I think honestly, I'll just start out with preparation and planning because if you, we kind of like, we were living on the Air Force Academy. I needed to get off of the Air Force Academy um, because, well, for two reasons. One, we were living in base housing and we had to move because we were in a key essential personnel housing that somebody else needed to move into. Um, So we had to transition that way by being forced to move quickly. Um, And then we, you know, we, we didn't really plan uh, we moved into an apartment. My husband didn't know exactly what he was going to do when he got out. He be- tried the airline gig for a little bit. So we didn't know where we were going to um, live. Like, what city were we going to live in? <laughs> so we moved into an apartment. He was doing his training in Salt Lake. Um, you know, in Colorado, we had a really terrible winter last year. It really took a toll on me and the girls, my daughters. Um, 
And so I started looking at houses and I said, I'm going to settle and make, you know, establish some roots here and he can just commute. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's added stress to him. So I think a lot of preparation and planning helps with, um, with transitioning. It's very difficult. I've been um, talking to five different ladies that have gone through transition in the last year and all of them wanted to divorce their husbands. <laughs> Um, I, I was not one of them. <laughs> I love my husband. And, I, and, and I'm just saying that um, they, they really don't want to yeah, divorce their yeah. husband. But it, got, it gets so stressful at times where, um, you know, you, you want to give up. Like, so I think I'm staying in connected, again, communication, um, planning and preparing really helps with the transition. And Counting, counting on your outside support system too. You know, like I, I had told you, Lindsay, the military's been around for a long time. This is not their first rodeo. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of support agencies, um, the Airman Family Readiness Center at every Air Force installation. Um, even the Army has an amazing transition um, program for spouses. So, counseling or whatnot, use your outside sources because it does help. I know I've, I used ours when I was going through my transition um, and it really helps you identify that you're not the only one in this, in, in this boat. There's other people with you and count on them, lean on them, ask questions, you know, pawn your kids off, <laughs> do what you need to do to get through. <laughs> but, you know, it's a difficult time. It's not easy. It's not easy on the military member because they go from hero to zero. You know, they're in a a role of significance in their mind and they go from, wow, I'm out on my own. I, I have no idea how to brush my teeth without somebody telling me, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's very difficult for the military member. And I think a lot of the spouses don't take that in consideration. Like, um, you know, it's not easy for them. Their whole mindset has got to um, be changed and it it would just be easier on them if we as spouses continue to support as they get through, go through that change. You know, Dale um, went through a state of depression um, after he got out of the military and you know, my husband, he's not that guy. No, not. (laughs) And he did. (laughs) Yeah, he's a very happy, he's very grounded in his face, and it scared the heck out of me. I mean, I went, we went to our pastor, he did get some professional help, and it's okay to do that. It's okay to say and identify, I have a problem, I need to get through it, who can I talk to? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the military members think in their head, that it's going to hurt their career. Well, buddy, you're not, you don't have a career in the military anymore. Go get help. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You know, Dale, Dale admits it. Uh, we, we went through a little time period where we had to, you know, dig our way out of this hole and, and now we're sitting pretty. <laughs> well, and, and I think, and, and we talked about that before we started recording too, is that it's been remarkable to see the transition, not only for you, but Dale, um, and seeing him settle into his new role. If, if you could turn back time, I mean, what are some preparatory steps that you wish you would have done prior to this? Or do you think that 
um, you know, hey, it happened the way it happened. We had to go through the highs and the lows. And there's really nothing that we could have done differently. Um, just for our listeners that are, you know, <laughs> selfishly for, you know, folks that are on that horizon where their spouse might be transitioning in the next couple of years. Yeah. So I'll talk about mine first, because when I retired in 2007, um, I immediately, my vision retiring from the military was I was going to go corporate. Mm -hmm. I had it all lined up perfectly. Um, And then I met my wonderful husband and things turned around. So I packed up my dog in my little Volkswagen, drove across country and moved to Virginia. And then I was sitting in his living room going, what in the world did I just do? I gave up, you know, a, a, a good job, um, opportunity for a guy <laughs> in the military. So I'm going to be doing this thing again, mm-hmm. which is great. It was great. I mean, you know, it was awesome. I did my thing. When he retired, and I fell into a little bit of sadness too, um, but um, in a different, in a different way, because then we got married and I got pregnant and things just change anyway. (laughs) And you, you mold into your environment. So when he retired, he, um, applied for the airlines, um, and did that gig. He has always wanted to fly. Um, it didn't work out for him. It wasn't exactly what he thought it was going to be for him and also our family lifestyle. So for him, he has no regrets. I don't have any regrets that he um, tried something that he always wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we do that. And we, if you don't like it, you move on. Yeah. And so our mindset was that, you know, let's give it a shot. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, we move on to something else and try that and if that doesn't work out you pick up and you move on so I feel like what we had done was what we needed to do at the time to um I hate to say for him to get it out of his system but Mm. to get it out of his system (laughs) so yeah and um yeah I don't think that there was anything other than I don't know what I would have done differently because the time period that we had for him to um, get through with the airline training, <laughs> et cetera, we, there, there wasn't any, we did, we had to sit st- idle until we figured out that that wasn't what God intended him to do for the rest of his life. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Okay. It's, it's been something yeah. I've been talking about with my spouse, um, you know, the beautiful thing about the civilian life is that you could try something and you're not in a contract to do something you don't like for 10 years. Um, So, you know, I, I very much appreciate hearing your exploratory attitude towards it um, because it really is that. And I think when you've been in the military for, you know, a career 20 to 25, 30 years, um, it is scary to transition out and to think like, Ooh, I could start something and I don't like it. I could switch. I'm sure that's gotta be quite a different mindset than, than, you know, what you've been in for the last you know, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. And that, and that is difficult because our, you know, they're, they're very loyal and they're very, they're very loyal to everything that they put 
you know, their, their first step forward. Um, and that was a difficult thing for Dale um, with quitting the airlines. Mm-hmm. I can't quit. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you can. And, and it's okay. You know, they're going to hire another airline in your spot or an airline pilot. Um, you know, it's it's difficult for them to get it in their head that they do not have, they're not loyal to anybody but themselves and their family um, if they choose. But that's the thing. Like, they, they, I think it takes a good year, Lindsay, to be honest, for, um, you know, even... Uh, with the opportunities that have been thrown at Dale lately, he's, he wasn't quite sure if this was um, where he wanted to to be in the next four or five years, which is where we, we're going to be lined up, right? Well, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the National Cybersecurity Center could dissolve tomorrow. That's the civilian world, right? So you have to plan and prepare for what's what's next What's the ne- and that's the great thing about the military is we're so transitional and we already know that like you know crisis things happen uh, i.e. your spouse to you know in his upcoming events that are happening we we buck up right yeah I mean you have to um, so I think like when you go through uh, you know Dale was in for twenty six years. Um, the mindset of the loyalty and it's admirable, right? I mean, my goodness, but you also have to be very flexible with everything around you of what's happening. I mean, that's just part of life. I think military is hard because everything is handed to you. Here's your piece of paper that tells you what you're going to do next. Here's, you know, like (laughs) really your doctor's appointment is scheduled for you. You know, I mean, we just set up all of our, um, our medical and dental insurance with the civilian sector, and it's like, what? And nobody's gonna do that for us. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so you know, it's just and and another thing for your audience, for those that are getting ready to get into this transitional state. Let me tell you, like the, the the whole, uh, we are so incredibly. Um, grounded with the fact that we have settled some roots. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We can paint walls and not worry about having to repaint them to move out. Um, it's, it, you know, it, I, we are so settled um, and it's a good feeling. It's so good. It's scary. You know, like my mom was telling me the other day, when are you going to feel like moving again? Um, and I said, mom, I don't want to move again right now. Like maybe in five or six years, but I tell you to your audience out there, let it ride the first year, get, you know, it's going to be a little tense, um, but do the things that that are going to make you and your husband or spouse happy, your family happy, continue to do your vacations, continue to mm-hmm. do your date nights, whatnot, but don't, don't let anything slip. Um, when it comes to your relationship, because then you'll fall into regrets and you don't want to live there either. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think those are really key sound uh, tidbits for our audience. Um, and I think it's easy to get wrapped up in that transition mindset um, quickly and to forget like, oh, I should probably just live in the now and uh, 
do the things, go on the vacations and not get wrapped up in what's going to happen next. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a trying time, but it, you get through it. Yeah. You like you it. do. It's a constant transition. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. We- use, the, use those resources. That's the, you know, that's the biggest thing. Like, don't be afraid to pick up the phone or even go and talk to somebody face to face because like I said, this isn't the military's first rodeo. And there are people that are actually willing and wanting to help you out like military.com. I don't know if you've ever been on that website before, but they have so many amazing tips on from um, planning your move, planning your transition and step-by-step easy things like creating a binder with all your personal information in it, you know, just amazing resources out there. Oh yeah, completely agree. And I, and I, and I love that you brought that up because there is, and it can be overwhelming because there's so many things out there, but start peeling away at some of the layers. And before you know it, you're like, wow, there's so many things that can help me. And I never knew yeah. so many things that are free. Um, right that are out there. Well, I know we didn't even get to scratch the surface on cybersecurity or how you're transitioning um, into that realm. So we got to have you back and, and we, we got to talk more about that because... Uh, yeah. Well, my, my website, sealingleaks.com, S-E-A-L-I-N-G-S, is, is launched. Uh, we're working on... <laughs> this is funny. We're working on some security issues with it right now. But <laughs> okay. Well, you're um, in a good place for that. Yeah, so um, starting tomorrow, there'll be some amazing tips on there. And the, the reason why I started the website was um, there is so much. You can go out on the Internet and you can research how to protect your home, um, protecting your data from sleeping through the cracks, if you will. That's my tagline. But there's so much information. So mm, this website is going to dumb it down. It's just going to provide basic information on how to how to secure all that stuff in your in your smart home, and then if you wanted to go out and research more, I'll have links to different areas. It's just to get information out there. You know, we don't we don't have the time and we don't have the place, and we have to we have to in a time where cyber wars are that you have no minute you no idea how many threats are out there and an actual cyber attacks. Um, I read them every single day and that'll be part of my website is I'll have a little uh, part on there that what, what current cyber threats are out there um, affecting the home front, not businesses. I mean, businesses can find their own cybersecurity, but this is to protect our homes. I mean, the other day I talked to a lady, her whole car was Wi-Fi, wow. and I was like, how do you protect your data? How do you know that a thief isn't like tracking your car? Okay, they're gone. They've left their driveway. Yeah, no kidding. You know? All the things. So that... we don't think about stuff like no. that, right? No, um, you don't think about it. And it is kind of scary when you really stop and you're like, hmm, wow, these are things yeah. that are cool. I know you need to wrap this up, but I'll just tell you one little thing um, that happened to my neighbor. She went to Israel, landed in Paris hooked up to Wi-Fi when she landed. Her phone was hacked into within five minutes and they stole all her money, got her credit card information, got her social security numbers, got her passport number, 
because everything was on her phone. Oh, that's She did not take the measures. Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes it took that hacker to get into her phone and steal all her data. Now think about that. You're in a foreign country. You know, your kids are here with a babysitter for two weeks. You, you can't even trust your phone anymore to use it. She had to go out and buy a new data plan and et cetera, et cetera, get all her money back. Stayed in Paris for a couple of days, which she didn't plan on doing. You know, it's crazy scary out there. And if you don't think it's gonna, not going to happen, that's when it will happen. When you're, when you're on your low guard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm very, very serious and passionate about this. So there'll be a lot of data on the website, but it'll be very uh, minimal as far as like, um, there'll be, for example, a link phone, you can click on phone and it'll tell you exactly step-by-step step how to secure little itty bitty stuff that'll, um, be, it'll, it'll mean the world in the long run. <laughs> That's <amazing. laughs> trying to wrap this up for you. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, well, Loretta, it has been a pleasure having you on as a guest. We're going to have a link to your new website in our show notes. So we'll make sure that guests can get connected there. But I want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. And we got to have you back to talk about this. This is a whole nother podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate it. And we really appreciate everything that you do for the community. Honestly. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you, Loretta. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.